Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, episode 514. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Chabrelli, ready to give you some awesome crypto news. But before we get started, I want to make sure that I plug in here the uh, Blockchain Expo, if you can see that right there. Where is it? I pointed at it right there. Blockchain Expo. It's going to be in Santa Clara Convention Center here next week, bro. It's already next week. All right. It's uh, May 17th and 18th. It is in person and it's free. Okay. You guys can sign up right now. It's free, free, free. All right. And there's a bunch of expos going on there at the Santa Clara Convention Center. You got IoT, AI, and big data, cybersecurity and cloud, 5G, edge computing, digital transformation. If you guys like that stuff, check it out. It is free, free, free. All right. So with that said, uh, hit the subscribe button. We do love that kind of stuff, all right? We exactly. love it. Thank you. All right, with that said, Jake, what's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to this event we're going to be visiting next week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, uh, cuts kind of to the middle of our Wednesday show, but that's because we'll be streaming so you guys can see everything from John's, whatever, phone, I guess. Um, just... Last time we were there, there was, what, 16 booths for blockchain stuff explicitly, but there's a whole lot more stuff. I mean, the entire convention center pretty much filled up, first floor at least. So lots of stuff yeah. to see, and we saw we met so many great people and, and talked to people. All, both days we were there, my feet were dead tired after that. It was pretty much a lot of walk-ins throughout that entire facility. Um, but lots of neat lectures, lots of stuff that you can – it's not. It's kind of cool because they put these headsets on, so you – can't really hear the person talking unless you're wearing the headphones. Yeah, but um, that's what's really cool. I didn't mention that as well, man. Those headphones are amazing. Yeah, that was one of the awesome parts was just the fact that, I mean, you can see them in the little uh, pan-throughs here. You can see who's who's talking and who's listening. And it's just neat because then they can have all these different talks going on simultaneously and it doesn't interrupt the other ones. So it's, just, it's a really cool concept. I'm glad they did that. As long as you don't mind putting your ears on something that somebody else most likely just recently wore. <laughs> But uh, as long as they don't lick it, yeah, exactly. This is not ASMR. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's get onto the news so we can get through the news. This is interesting news coming up here with Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson to star in NFT-backed anime series from Gala. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, we we talked about this before, uh, what about two weeks ago now? Um, but. Uh, Gala has got its own movie streaming company that they're, they're doing. With this. Anyways, this pilot, Ghosts of Ruin, will be shopped to streamers after premiering exclusively to NFT holders. And what does that mean? It means you have to buy the NFT in order to participate in the DAO that is doing the backing of this anime series. Uh, this one in particular is just anime. The other one was live action. Uh, anyway, so she'll be in this um, this movie as you can see on Twitch, John is trying to find uh, visuals of it, and I'm just going to show you the, the article here. But, um, anyways, the thing that's so cool about this is one, it's just like I said with this. The thing we talked about uh, what two episodes ago, Space Junk by uh, John Heater, uh, is that in order to participate and get the backing as the people who are buying the NFTs in the first place, those are the ones who get to see it because they paid for it, right? And then after that, other people will be able to see it in other other ways. But it's a neat way to sponsor. It's a neat way to get content. It's a neat way to um, show you have participation, right? I mean, everybody else, when they make a movie, I guess if you put it on Netflix or on Amazon or something, you can find out almost immediately who is involved 
because you can see who's exactly is streaming. But in the past, when people have put things over the air like television, they didn't know who was watching. They had to do those stupid uh, surveys to find out who was watching. And even that's inaccurate. So with this, you know exactly who's participating, exactly who's involved. Um, and then eventually everybody else gets a piece of the pie later on after the initial backers get their fill. So I'm, I'm excited, not just because it's Rosario Dawson and she's awesome, but uh, because... This, I honestly think, is the future. I mean, not just for gala films, but for all kinds of content. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool, man. And you can, you can, you can uh, invest in as little as $250. You know, and if this, if this movie goes off, I, I wonder if there's, like, dividends in here, or you're just, you're just, uh, or you're just doing part of, like, a fundraise. I think it is. I think you could buy multiple. You say, you know, the full price is 250 and they have 8273 total so far. Or is that maybe so, the remaining the dollar, dollar token? Either you paying you paying fiat or you're paying dollar token. Right, but what I'm saying is that eventually, I mean, even though if you contribute a certain amount of money and you get that NFT, you know you could still sell that NFT later, right? You're like, hey, I was part of that really cool TV series back in 2023. Maybe you want to buy it from me, you know, for three or four times the price I paid. <laughs> so. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Board members are gone. Executives are gone. All those are completely sold out. The item has been burned. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. So, All right. yeah, exciting stuff. Really, really interested in this. This is definitely, we're seeing a lot more people, especially with the writer's strike going on right now. Yep. And I'm not saying that writers shouldn't be paid. They should. But this is diversifying how people are paid. And it's taking power away from the people who are literally not giving writers money. I think this is more like you know um netflix had this really awesome thing where it gave it gave a lot of of directors and artists and and act actors a lot of free will to kind of mold their own vision they kept it all internally but now with with gala they kind of still roll with what what netflix does but take it to the next level and give it to the people to decide what to do with the stories and to do with these films and series and stuff like that that's <laughs> Freaking cool, dude. Yeah. And it's There's more three. audience involvement. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, that's really, really cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this happens in the, in the near future. It's it's taking out the, the middleman and the, I guess, the top man. Or the man. It's taking out the man. <laughs> and it's making it so that the individuals who want to participate in the storyline and participate in the manufacture of the content directly to those individuals. Not to say it couldn't be, not to say that things couldn't have been privately funded in the past, but this this private funding is coming from thousands of people instead of the hand, a handful of people. So it's interesting. Yeah, Right Razor was the other one we looked at recently. Yeah, we saw, we read that one too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very cool stuff. Check it out, man, at film.gala.com. Yep. Moving on to Roblox. Right, Roblox user surges 22% to a new peak despite fading metaverse hype. Hmm, hmm what's going on here, huh? I mean, Roblox has pretty much been number one for years, man. I, I kind of want to say it's been um, number one for like a decade, hasn't it? I, I think don't know if Roblox it's, it's been, been a long, long time. time. Yeah, it's been quite some time. And it's held number one all these years, man. That's what's crazy is that if you go to number one, uh, what's, what's the number, number one game trending? It's Roblox. I don't understand it. Some of these years, you would think there would be some other games to take that, that number one position. No. It's, it's, what about it's, Minecraft? 
Or is it Minecraft? To me, they're the same thing. Roblox I know. That's why I keep thinking it's... Well, I mean, the, the, the look of Minecraft is very different than Roblox. So here we go. It says, Roblox is an online multiplayer game which can build their own games and socialize with friends today. Published quarterly earnings with mixed results, but said that its daily active user counted reached a new record. The affirmed stock is over seven per, is up over 7% today to nearly $39 following the announcement. Roblox said that its revenue and DAU count for the first quarter of 2023 are both up 22% year over year. It saw $655.3 million in quarterly revenue and 66.1 million in daily users, according to a statement. That is crazy. Yeah. Please, let me just get a couple of those subs, all right? <laughs> That's yeah. all they A couple hundred Come thousand of those subs. Come over here, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it is interesting to see that that uh, Roblox is competing. It's like it, it's. I mean, I don't know how to say metaverse activity is kind of like. What was I? I saw an ad for Second Life recently. It's like really Second Life is still a thing. Yeah, actually, it's growing in popularity. I, it's funny. I think the comparison I keep thinking here is. Facebook spent what thirty billion dollars trying to make their own metaverse and then you know renaming themselves metaverse, and what did it do? It promoted other metaverses. Yes, it could have easily just bought out Second Life easily, or or Roblox or something. But yeah, yeah, it's it's like you you promoted the idea. And I'm not saying it's bad because metaverses are awesome. They've been around forever. This is not a new thing, but uh, it's it's interesting to see it coming into fruition in a new sense. Um, I'm not saying it's, exp I mean, obviously it's web three based, so it's, or it's, it's, it's like, no, it's a web two ecosystem, but it's heading towards web three. Well, Many... with Roblox, you can pretty much mesh that together, web two and web three with creating your own modified server. That's what's cool about these, 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 uh, these particular games like Roblox mm -hmm. is that you can, you can, you can modify your server. You can integrate your own coins. If you want your, uh, say for example, your Roblox character to have, uh, certain clothing, or you're only allowed to have certain clothing within the server that you have to buy f or purchase from a centralized marketplace or a decentralized marketplace. Who knows? Maybe that might work out. You buy these NFT clothing, and then you can use those clothings within your own or uh, within your 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 Roblox uh, server. I think that's freaking cool. We need more of that stuff. It is changing up the way. So it's like, like here's the environment. You develop it. And that's kind of what it is. It's like uh, the Unreal Engine. A lot of people use Unreal Engine for all kinds of things. I was blown away by the fact that Unreal Engine is actually being used to make TV shows. Yes. Dude, I was watching uh, a, lot, a lot of new clips for Unreal Engine 5. A lot of demos. It's amazing, man. I want to get my hands on that. I need, I need a computer that's a lot better than what I have now. So please. Yes, you do. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And uh, hit, hit the... Uh, Hit the gift button, man, or do the donos. Head, head over to our coin tree, you know, and uh, dono, please. Anyways, thanks. Um, it's Roblox is awesome. It's great to see it's it's pro progressing. <laughs> uh, moving on to a little bit of uh, governmental news, which is kind of an odd article, I realize, in comparison to what we just talked about. Uh, D the Department of Justice says that crypto assets touch every aspect of criminal activity that they investigate. Law enforcement can freeze conventional transactions, but they can't do that with digital asset transactions, says DOJ. So what's up with that? Why, why, are they, why do they care? And, uh, my initial reaction to this, as I said during the pre-show to John, was um, fiat. 
you know, that green folding paper, that U.S. dollar that everybody uses throughout the world, that also touches nearly, if not every, aspect of criminal activity in which the DOG investigates. And if there's a problem with crypto assets, then there should probably be a problem also with fiat. But really what the Department of Justice is getting out here is they don't have the same level of control that they wish they had. Um, and I think this also kind of correlates with uh, the issue. What was the, that new policy they were putting into? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, uh, there's a new policy that the Fed is considering uh, trying to force every single company to open up the back end of their, their software. And not every company can do that, like uh, was it WhatsApp and, and um, Apple iPhones. They can't open up the back end because there is no back end. And so what, what does the DOJ want? Well, they want back end access so they can track. The problem is if you give back end access to a federal government, they're not just going to track the bad guys. They're going to track everybody because they suspect that everybody is a bad guy. And this is the problem with digital assets that they're claiming. I say we're seeing cryptocurrency and digital assets really touch every aspect. Um, oh, actually, that was the opening. Let me, let me find the more deep content here. Uh, both government law enforcement officials say that cryptocurrency crime required a different approach and mindset. There are a few challenges, said Choi. She added, by its very nature, the technology is built in order to not rely on intermediaries. No, Sherlock. Cross-border transactions that are immutable and irreversible. Exactly, that's the point. Law enforcement can freeze conventional transactions, but they can't do that for digital asset transactions. Now she's getting it. Now she's beginning to understand it. Yes, it's annoying to a person who's trying to enforce the law, but there's also just as many people doing these transactions that are not criminals, if probably not a lot more than people who are not criminals. So it's like how they removed um, Tornado Cash and they're saying how Tornado Cash is evil. It's like, hey, just because people want privacy doesn't necessarily mean they're criminals. That's yeah. why you're not, you should always say no to CBDCs. <laughs> right? Get yeah. sucked into the whole, oh, it's just it's a free $300 from the government. It's, it's a stipend. You know, it's great. It's a stimulus. <laughs> yeah, yippee. We just got to use this, 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 uh, this new revised... Uh, 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 card that, that that's provided by the government you know unbeknownst to the users it's all blockchain based cbdc's and then that's when um the whole testing never mind let's not even go there yeah that's yeah it's a, a lot of a lot of yeah the 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 uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory rapid hole but uh for what they're basically saying just to be blunt is they don't like being locked out of transactions and you know why? It's not just criminals that are creating these things. It's honest people who want the government off their backs. So, you know, I, I realize don't, we do want protections, but that, I toilet paper. Bro. Yeah, we want protections, but we also don't want the government in our business all the time. So, moving on to some more NFTs. <laughs> Interesting. What's going on here? Pudgy Penguins bucked the NFT crash. Now it's raised $9 million. What? What's going on here? Pudgy Penguins, an Ethereum NFT project that surged amid the 2021 bull run and then toppled into chaos, was purchased by a serial entrepreneur about a year ago and given a second life, right as the market collapsed. But the cartoon birds have preserved, per, 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 preserved, 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 no, that's not preserved, that's per persevered persevered, persevered. Ah, <laughs> yes there you go persevered thank you 
And now the team has raised funding as its ambitions grow, as, it, as its ambitions ambitions. Uh, Jesus. Having having Ambi trouble with those big words, are you? <laughs> ambitions. Ambi ambi ambitions. 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 Ah! Ambitions. We should, should crop we should crop all the times you make mistakes in your audio pronunciations and just roll them all to one gigantic. Uh, this is what John said wrong. <laughs> ambitions. Today, uh, Pudgy Penguins announced that it has raised $9 million in seed funding in a round led by early stage investments like uh, 1KX with participation from the Big Brain Holdings, Kronos Research, Old Fashioned Research, uh, CR, CRIT Ventures, and the founders of Laser Labs per a release. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that uh, that a project can get a, sec a second life. There's a lot of projects that I I, uh, I got into early on as like when the whole ICO boom started, right? Uh, back in 2015, 2014, 2015, 2016, I got into a lot of ICOs. Then I wish that they would have succeeded because uh, now in 2023, there's some projects that have failed because of the Ethereum transaction gas fee. Those 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 companies went under mm -hmm. that they would have su succeeded a lot. And I think they were way ahead of their time because this is kind of what uh, AI is doing right now. The whole chat GBT, they're kind of, it's kind of self-learning by the community's decision makings on on how it interacts or responds to certain uh, uh, answers that that the uh, that the agents providing right and that's kind of what this uh, oh, never mind I'm going I'm going down another rabbit hole mm -hmm. uh, anyways continue on continue on to this here yeah so uh, the they're they, they raised a lot of money and they bucked the trend which is great because it means that that on well I shouldn't say unlike board Ape Yacht club but uh, un, I mean board Ape Yacht club did lose a lot of, of its value Pudgy Penguins is making a resurgence. One of the things I wanted to comment on on these kinds of things, and I know I get this all the time whenever people talk about NFTs, and I, I wish I had a better, a good better example, uh, which I do, of what NFTs can be used for. Like the ticketing thing is one of my favorites so far. But uh, I've even perceived like, well, why would I want to buy just some boring piece of art? And it's thinking, dude, would you say that about... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, basically, Banksy is a pretty good example, but I was thinking, uh, what's the name of the uh, Beeple? Is it Beeple? Cool. Yeah, um, there are there are plenty of good artists out there, and people are like, well, these, these NFT, like Board Ape Yacht Club and Pudgy Penguins, are just repetitions of other different types of images. But the... Um, I compare it favorably to... Um, Andy Warhol, who made a lot of repetitious art, but it was all very different kinds of art. Now, he was a leader and an innovator in what he was doing, right? Nobody else had done that before. And so you could say that Bordet Yacht Club, like Pudgy Ping, is a little bit old hat because it's been done before, but it hasn't been done in this manner. And it's like, if you like the art, then you like the art. Who cares what it's for? I mean, if it was never NFT involved at all, would you hate it? So it's 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 this this statement of saying, is it just because it's NFTs and everybody hates NFTs because their value changed so greatly, or is it just um, you don't like that kind of art? It's fine. You don't have to like it. Someone likes it. So why why uh, crap on people's art just because you don't like it? Just ignore it if you don't like it. So I guess what I'm trying to say with this is, it's it's a value. Art has value. And this is a way, a good way, for art to do more than just be art. That's why it's awesome.
That's why NFTs are cool, is because it's more than just a photo. It's more than just a drawing. It is functional. It can be a ticket. It can be a key. It can be your passcode. It can be something that can get you into stuff. Um, there's all kinds of different Articles. things that an NFT can be than just a picture of something. This, this article is already talking about uh, that they ended up uh, launching uh, physical toys and merch, you know, uh, with this, with, with, with partnerships with Meta and Hasbro. And um, yeah, that's what's, that's what's really cool is that imagine, and this is, this, this is, e this can easily be done with Pudgy Penguins. You know, if they're making plushies out of these, uh -huh. you can have every single one of those. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, every single one of those can be uh, minted as a unique asset, you know, as an NFT, one of one. Right. Amazing. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, it is unique and it is digitally exactly. provable to be unique. That's something you couldn't do in the past, even with the Mona Lisa. Exactly. I mean, the Mona Lisa is unique, but plenty of people have copied it. So, moving on to an interesting topic I, I personally identify with <laughs> why DeFi cybersecurity can never sleep. So, I think it's funny to say one of the things I'm going to compare this to uh, the stock market and uh, crypto. One of the things you can't do with crypto is you can't turn it off. There's not a stopping and a starting point for um, when you can buy and sell crypto. Crypto is based on whenever people decide they want to deal with it. And, of course, people do have to sleep. So at some point, you will have to go to sleep. Uh, you can't just trade all day. You can set up a, a bot to do it for you, but you can't personally do it. There's no one, no, no one I know that can stay awake long enough to constantly trade. I tried. It's, it's a pain in the butt. It's very difficult. So why can't DeFi cybersecurity sleep? Well, the same reason. Stuff is happening constantly, and that's what this guy says in the subtext. You can't know if the report is is that serious hack or if it's just spam. <laughs> I just find that pretty funny. Uh, lots of people don't want to wake up Sunday at four o'clock in the morning in order to deal with a report. Uh, deal with a report, and you can't know if it's serious. And bug bounty programs pay independent security engineers for catching exploitable error codes, errors in code before they turn into a hack. But it's just it's going on constantly. And I think Mike made that point when we very first talked about it in the early days of this company was there's so much going on in crypto. There is no way to see or to know or to experience it all. You just can't. There's too much. And that's not a bad thing. People might want to experience it all, but there's really, I mean, it's like almost like the planet Earth, right? There's too much stuff happening. So how do we uh, how do we get all of it? Well, in particular, when it comes to security, you want to make sure things are up to date, but you can't you can't necessarily uh, catch everything. You know, hopefully you can rely on the the white hat. Uh, you know, uh, programmers to catch the gray and black hat uh, hackers or programmers uh, who are doing maliciously. Hopefully there's more people on the side of good, as it were, than on the side of maliciousness to make sure that we don't have, that we don't get overrun with, with bad things. The thing that's kind of funny to me is uh, the crime of opportunity, which is mo where most crime comes from, um, <laughs> If the world were just crime, just crime all the all the time, it would be very, very difficult to trust anyone. And you get to the point where it really wouldn't, the crime wouldn't pay in a different way because who would you steal from, right? <laughs> in the in the 
white hat uh, normalized universe where everything is where most things are good and crime is minimal there are a lot of opportunities but the more crime that happens the more we head toward a crime universe um, the less opportunities there are to crime <laughs> and it becomes very difficult to do that so um, I honestly believe that it will stay on the side of good for the most most part and that crime will be mostly handled but is a lot out there to have to handle. And this is the thing that the guy's trying to make a point of. So. Nice. All right, last news of the day. Let's head on over to El Salvador. While Bitcoin fees soar to two-year highs, El Salvador pays the price. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... Bitcoin fees... Go ahead, sorry. No, it's fine. Bitcoin fees have hit a two-year high and they continue to climb fast. Data from BitInfo charts show that the current average price uh, to make a transaction on the Bitcoin network stands at $31.14. The last time it was that high was back in April 2021 after they touched an all-time high of nearly $63, then dropped down again. Yes. Uh, what's the biggest problem that's going on here? Hmm? <laughs> it's, uh, let's talk about it because it's, it's a reality thing, you know? It's a reality check. So, um, network... Uh, sorry, excuse me. The, 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 the blockchain is full and there's a lot of backlog in the mempool. And so you uh, so miners are making that decision to uh, obviously take the highest uh, payer, the payee. Is that the correct term? No, the person the paying in, right. Whoever's, whoever's buying there, you're like, well, we're just going to take the thing that's most profitable because we can't handle every single transaction. Exactly, and so that's kind of what uh, what kind of decides what the market value is for the, these transaction fees being so high right now. And literally, just two months ago, the transactions were about four dollars. I think it was. Yeah, it was very low. No, yeah, it was, yeah, a it was sub five dollars. Yep, I remember. Oh, sub five dollars for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the biggest thing that we have going on here is ordinals. Yeah. Ordinals is a big thing. It's a reality. It's uh, not only Ordinals, but BRC20s. And uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, there's this new thing that people are... But I, I think it's just a joke, but uh, BRC1155s. I don't know if that's a reality or some kind of gimmick. Right. Uh, I just heard it, but I haven't seen any, any code on it. Right now, the biggest trending thing right now is, uh, is BRC20s. Aside from ordinals, ordinals are a little more heavier uh, when it comes to the whole data uh, inscriptions. Um, yeah, that's the the primary. Let's see, there it is. Yeah, Some that's what's driving it right now. Network. It's a yeah. lot of traffic. That, exactly. Clogging the network is down uh, down the surge in interest in ordinals, a protocol used for, min, uh, for minting NFT-like assets on Bitcoin. Now, obviously, we know, we've mentioned it many times here before, that it is not an NFT, all right? Ordinals are not NFTs. They are inscriptions. Inscriptions are literally burned into the blockchain. That is completely different from what Ethereum does or pretty much what any other chain does, right? It's hard-coded into the blockchain. Or I think more, block, more, more blockchains should actually implement something like this. What do you think? Mm -hmm. you think about that. If, I, if Ravencoin did It means it's permanent, right? It means it's permanent, and that's not wholly a bad thing. Has been talking about this for a while. They've been mm -hmm. talking about uh, the idea of integrating uh, um, IPFS into Core, right? Mm -hmm. When you have something like Ravencoin that uh, has a global community, but uh, the network's only being utilized uh, less than one percent. Excuse me, 
the blockchain is only being utilized less than one percent kind of like for me it makes more sense to show that you can actually uh you have all that available space to put that data into in in these blocks why not integrate ipfs and have everything hard-coded into the blockchain like well, I, I, that's what I think. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I think it's right. Um, there, of course, there's the problem, and, and that problem is what we're, we're literally seeing in El, El Salvador right now. Well, uh, I shouldn't say that the problem is a, a cost factor. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a cost factor, but really what the problem that they're struggling with is that their economy is not really set up to handle the cost. So... Yes, ordinals and yes, BRC20s are making it so that that Bitcoin is much more popular and that therefore the transactions. The problem is if you only make $300 a month, let me put it this way. Um, I make a lot more than $300 a month and I think $30 is a high fee. <laughs> I'm not really too concerned, even though this article is kind of sh shilling it like there's a big issue going on with it, with mm -hmm. El Salvador. We know, and we've said many times before, I mean, even El Chivo wallet, okay, the government, the, 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 the national uh, uh, crypto wallet itself has built-in lightning. Right. El Salvador already has that kind of ingrained, embedded in people's minds when you're doing a peer-to-peer -peer transaction. It is on lightning. You know, it's very rare that you go in and you find something, uh, um, um, uh, uh, an on-chain transaction like, right, like, right. Uh, like a main so their actual cost is relatively low i'm just saying if you were to try to send bitcoin which they're not sending i mean they're sending lightning um it would be 30 dollars per transaction and a person who's making 300 dollars a month cannot possibly afford probably even you know 30 cents a transaction let alone 100 times that um so yeah you're right Salvador is not actually suffering the way it would appear that they are but if they did try to send bitcoin which they're probably not um they wouldn't likely be doing it at all. So they would have to use like some type of intermediary, not something locally, yeah. but uh, like a third party that will be able to absorb those for the time being. Right. Um, I mean, even the government Chiva wallet should have something built into it, but at some point they can't do it forever. I mean, because this is not going to go away anytime soon. I'm telling <laughs> you guys right now, this whole issue with the whole clogging network is not going away anytime soon. All right, this is here to stay for a long time long long time which so, is great uh, it's awesome to see because it's, it's it's high usage of bitcoin it's shifting away from ethereum you know ethereum was the big dog for a long time almost eight years and now it's going back to bitcoin so and this is just the beginning of what bitcoin is doing man i'm telling you with the whole with the, this whole thing opening up with with ordinals it's just and i mentioned this before it, it opened up pandora's box to so many other possibilities Inscriptions is just one thing. There's so many more things that we don't even know that's going to happen because of this. This kind of just started the, the snowball effect. Yep. Boom. And so many other things are going to be uh, worked on. Aside from uh, uh, Noster. Noster, right. we know that. That's yep. another thing. Another Blue sky and Noster. Yep. 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 So, yeah. It's uh, kind of a it, false positive. False positive? False flag. It's false flag. This article is a little bit. It's just to mention the fact that. Bitcoin is evolved with El Salvador, but really what's going on here is there's a whole lot of interactivity on, on blockchain right now. And that blockchain would be costly for people making normal Bitcoin transactions. Fortunately, El Salvador's uh, Nayib Bukele was, was not dumb enough to do that. And their uh, 
storage of Bitcoin is Lightning primarily, and that's relatively, it's very inexpensive to send uh, Lightning, and it's very fast, that's the name. <laughs> so, anyways, that's all we got for this week's podcast. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for contributing, if you can. Hey, we, at a bare minimum, we would definitely love to have your thumbs up on our YouTube video. That would be great. If you don't want to contribute um, tiny little bit of lightning, we do have a lightning wallet. You can send us a couple of Satoshis. We'd appreciate that. Hey, you want to send us an ordinal? That would be amazing too. Um, but you can contribute through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, uh, Raven, Evan, Evermore's Asset, Aware Wallets, Doge, Tron, Litecoin, Monero, etc. Uh, also, Bat, Basic Attention Token, because you're paying attention to us, right? Odyssey, you can check us out on Odyssey. It's free. Um, it's also blockchain based, so if you want to upload your own content, you can, just like we do. We can actually sync between YouTube and Odyssey automatically. Whenever we upload a video here, it goes automatically to Odyssey, which is awesome. You can obviously watch us on Twitch, which we're streaming in the moment. YouTube. Twitter, check out our Discord channel. You can even collect our own token. We have C3 Media tokens. Patreon, which is where all our extra content is. We would love your support there as well. We need more than one person who's supporting us at $15 a month. I mean, come on. It's only 15 bucks. That's like lunch, right? Uh, buy me a coffee. Or you can check out our website and Reddit, of course. So uh, also with that, check out Blockchain Expo if you have the chance. It is free. It's in Santa Clara. If you're living in the area, you know, in the Bay, San Francisco Bay area, you can check it out. Uh, just so you know, the hotels are already full. I know. I looked. <laughs> oh, but uh, it is going to be a neat com conference. Like I said, we went in October. We're going back here in May. It's going to be amazing. With that said, as we do at the end of every single episode, Stack sets and hodl. Adios. Adios.